Namaskar, welcome to P Gurus. I am your host JK, and today we're going to discuss about uh, not much uh, serious stuff, more of a very light-hearted uh, discussion with our very own uh, author of Twisted Thread, Mr. Uh, Kansara. Namaskar. Namaskar. Uh, glad to be a part of the P Guru conversation, uh, and really looking forward to a great time. Yeah, thank you very much for accepting our invite. Uh, Kans, I would call you Kans. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Don't feel offended about that. Okay, Kans. Um, let just just let us know about your uh, book first, right? How how sure. how did that happen? So yes, so my uh, book is called Twisted Threads, uh, and uh, it came about, I would say, uh, through my connection with Twitter. Uh, like uh, many of us, uh, I started using Twitter just before the 2014 elections. Uh, that's when the social media was just getting heated up i would say uh, a lot of people were discovering what is this all about you know uh, twitter seemed to be the fad uh, people like uh, shashi tharoor were there uh, they were trying to make use of the the, the new trend uh, on the internet and uh, as the election season was heating up uh, you know one of the things that happened is uh, uh, I started uh, reading about uh, you know what's happening you know uh, what are all these candidates and like many of us before uh, 2014 2013 I was a very political guy you know I couldn't care less what is happening in the country as long as I get my monthly paycheck from the company that I work for <laughs> uh, but you know something's changed uh, I think one uh, part that changed uh, a lot of us, I would say, not just me, is uh, there was this author called uh, Media Crooks, right. uh, who Politi used to write. Political uh, crook, is it? Now I think he has become uh, political crooks political uh, because yeah. uh, I, I guess Twitter suspended his account and uh, multiple times. Uh, right. So he's come in many avatars since then. <laughs> uh, in those days, he used to write uh, blogs which were uh, kind of viral, uh, right. and uh, that's how I started. Uh, coming back to Twitter. In fact, I had created my account in 2010, uh, but I never tweeted anything. So sabbatical, long sabbatical. Long sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that got me into uh, at least national politics, I would say. Uh, I right. started understanding uh, a little more about the ecosystem, uh, the, the leftist ecosystem, basically. Uh, I think the other ecosystem is still struggling even after so many years. I guess we are uh, still amateur in that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a lot to learn, <laughs> which we are reluctant to do also. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, so I, I knew a lot about, I, I learned a lot about, you know, what was happening uh, around that time. And, uh, you know, there were a couple of... Uh, Satire websites, uh, which were very popular in those days, uh, there was obviously the Unreal Times, uh, and uh, <laughs> then there was Faking News. Right. Uh, it was almost as if there was this uh, healthy competition between them on who is going to roast uh, the politicians the most. And uh, uh, so I, I, I found that I liked doing that right. uh, satire. You know, so you I, had the flair for it. I, I found it out. Found it out. Uh, <laughs> discovered I, it. I, I, I discovered myself, I would say. <laughs> right. Uh, kind of like the introspection, you know. Not the kind that Rahul goes uh, to introspect uh, in, in Thailand and other areas. <laughs> but right. uh, it was uh, more that I, I wrote some limericks. I wrote some threads. Um, I used to write uh, these... Uh, 
fictitious stories, uh, but based on real lives, you know, as threads. Um, I still remember, I think, one of the first threads that I had written uh, was after the elections when uh, someone said uh, uh, Rahul is, uh, is more Hindu than Modi. And uh, the reason for that was given as uh, he reads uh, Bhagavad Gita and the Upanishads. And um, that kind of got me going. So, uh, how, so I, so I all, all this idea you got about you know, uh, turning a potato into gold, you think might have come from there, is it? It, it might have come from there, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was one of the first threads, you know, where I talk about uh, how do Rahul Gandhi's advisors advise him about uh, reading Gita and Upanishads and uh, that became fairly popular in those days. Right. Uh, so, then I started writing these threads and then uh, I was uh, encouraged uh, by a few people uh, saying, hey, why don't you publish a book? Uh, you know, you have good material. Uh, so, that's why the book is called Twisted Threads. So, the right. threads is, is a tribute to Twitter, Twitter because okay. that's what got me now, uh, going. Why, why is it twisted? Thread I can understand. Twitter, I guess you have a lot of threads. So, if you, you've read the book, right? So, if you do that, you will see that there are lot of threads actually. Um, even though the events are based on the 2014 elections mm -hmm. and up to 2017 Gujarat elections. But what I have tried to do uh, as a part of that, I figured out that there are so many things that we need to talk about. In those days, uh, the attack on church uh, was a narrative. Uh, RTE uh, was a narrative. Uh, mm -hmm. It has disappeared from uh, the discussion nowadays, but uh, people were so much uh, against RT, you know, people who were supporting BJP at that time. Uh, people were still very, uh, you know, Congress's uh, rule was still very close by, right? Uh, the people had not forgotten that. Right. Uh, so, there were all of these things, you know, which became a part of the story. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that this is a massively connected ecosystem. Correct. Uh, both from the point of view of satire and from the point of view of being sinister in some ways. <laughs> Uh, and when I tried to connect all of these, I figured that, okay, it's it's twisted. <laughs> so, that's where the it, twister it, threads came from. It's in between sinister and uh, satire. I always uh, say that uh, uh, if something can be explained by malice, don't bring stupidity into it. <laughs> People usually say the other Rather way around. Uh, they say that what can be explained by stupidity uh, should not be explained by malice. But the way I see things is completely ulta. Okay. So, uh, just dipping dive into our conversation. So, there was this uh, new, um, recent uh, kind of uh, judgment, should I, if I have to call that, where uh, we have come across a fairly unheard phrase, right? Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. What's your opinion on that? If uh, I have to be frank, I would say that with the little that I know about Supreme Court judgments, uh, this is perhaps the most pathetic judgment that I have ever come across. Uh, and, uh, you know, there has been a lot of outrage, obviously, on social media. Uh, and the more I look at it, the more I read about it, uh, the more pathetic it becomes. Right. Uh, we could start just from the judgment itself, uh, which, as you probably know the background, uh, is uh, that a rapist uh, was more or less pardoned off, you know, I, I mean, his sentence was curtailed 
and he had raped a four year old kid uh, and the child died as and well. the child died after that and it was when the judgment was given it was considered as the rarest of the rare cases and uh, that was the reason why uh, the punishment was given to the rapist and uh, uh, so it it was uh, therefore it is not a humanitarian judgment by any means it is not going to bring any solace or comfort to the family of the of the girl and uh, so that was the first aspect of it right so that is the you could say that is the knee jerk reaction that we would all all have on uh, listening to the judgment right. but then you start looking at it uh, uh, so uh, one of them was the statement you know the the quote rather that you talked about that every saint has a past and every sinner has a future and that's the kind of ridiculous statement uh, that you don't expect uh, the highest court of the land to give um, the court itself has no basis for anything that is happening in india it's coming from oscar wilde as you had said right uh, and uh, what is the context for that what does it mean by saying every sinner has a future you know you pardon of everybody who has done anything um that is not what the court is for um so that is one aspect of it right and then there is the uh, the digging deeper part you know where the supreme court advocate uh, nitin meshram meshram yeah uh, he had basically tweeted uh, something to the effect of saying uh, live your life heroes you know Uh, and that kind of got people into an outrage saying hey how can you do that you know do you have a girl child you know all those kind of things uh, but what was worse was uh, his response to the outrage uh, was a quote from uh, uh, dr ambedkar uh, and you know i would just like to read that quote uh, uh, and what nitin meshram himself has uh, uh, tweeted he said that uh shefali vaidya is quoted shefali's tweet so he said shefali this is my reply to your tweet on me hindus must realize that they are the sick men of india and that their sickness is causing danger to the health and happiness of other indians uh this is from uh, dr ambedkar in his book annihilation of caste so you know i know we are having this kind of a conversation but to the audience i would like you to just pause and just think about this quote okay what does that mean in the context of uh, the supreme court judgment is nitin meshram saying that uh, feroz deserves to walk away right. because the victim was a hindu that's the meaning that i get from it uh, that's the meaning that a lot of people got from it uh, even though nitin meshram can still claim that his uh, his tweet was only against people like shefali vaidya and others who are uh, uh, who are opposing the judgment maybe if we can just pause here yeah. i i remember i guess there was a lot of outrage across the world when yeah. the nirbhaya happened yeah right yeah. after that i guess we had a sense that nothing of this type is going to happen ever and yeah. then i guess we have a barrage of events happening here and there now and then it's not stop stopping anywhere but still this kind of uh, quote and this kind of arguments uh, just makes one believe that um, we as a society fail the child i i would tend to agree with that uh, um, although i would still say that uh, uh, you know i think we do end up taking a lot of burden on ourselves uh, right. 
law and order is a burden on the state uh, uh, but yes you know of course we as a society would need to be a, a part of it you know uh, uh, one of the common complaints against uh, the so called non left uh, has always been that we are very good on social media right but we don't mobilize ourselves on the ground uh, i think these are the kind of uh, judgments and events that are happening in the country which require uh, a voice uh, uh, that should reach the people who have uh, done this you know who have, who have done a judgment like this because uh, one of the judges uh, is poised to be the chief justice of india uh, so then the obvious question comes as to uh, you know is there a way that uh, they are going to even look at what kind of outrage is there on the ground because of the kind of judgments that they are giving right. uh, so yes yeah, so coming back to the question that you asked uh, yes you know i think there is a Uh, there is a lot of opposition to a judgment like this uh, surprisingly some of this opposition is very united which means it is cutting across the wings the left wing <laughs> and the right wing and whatever we choose to call it uh, in a way it is good i think we need to see how this this voice could reach right the people who are sitting at the top and issuing these judgments now, one more judgment that kind of uh, uh, made us flabbergasted if i have to say is the eight eight speech that was given by aimim leader yeah at burdin yc and he was uh, allowed to walk scot no go scot free as well yeah and saying you know uh, there's nothing much corroborative against him that uh, uh, that 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 could actually uh, give him some judgment against him rather yeah. What, yeah what do you think about that so i had uh, read some of the background of that in fact his uh, speech on uh, give us 15 minutes and let us show you what we could do was viral uh, uh, i think during one of the earlier elections i don't know how old the clip is but it was either in 2014 or 2019 and it was just all around uh, twitter and whatsapp and facebook and ironically uh, i think one of the points made was that the cops were not able to corroborate uh, the statement and uh, say whether it was true or not you know which uh, is is really difficult to believe so that is one aspect of it uh, kind of like what happened with tarun tejpal case where despite all the evidence uh, uh, they said oh but uh, this has not been submitted by uh, the council and you know that's how things work i, I so, remember even the 2g case had a similar fate yeah 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 so <laughs> right. almost all the cases that uh, high profile yeah. uh, tend to go this way why is that Well, I guess at some point uh, there is all there are always power structures that uh, are there, and uh, uh, power structure is the ecosystem, right? right. Um, uh, so I am not saying that uh, there are institutions uh, like courts, for example, who are influenced by that kind of a power structure, but sometimes you also live by certain ideology, right? Uh, Uh, let's say for example people talk about constitutional morality right people talk about uh, um constitutional morality as the basis of our modern india uh, where is constitutional morality actually enshrined within the constitution uh valid, you know valid point yeah so it's, so it's who knows that actually who who's going to teach us yeah so it's kind of like the basic structure judgment that came out uh, i think during the keshavananda bharati case but if you ask people okay what is the basic structure uh 
Okay. It is the basic structure. That's it. It's like <laughs> the idea of India. What is the idea of India? It is idea that, that is constitutional morality. So, you know, it just goes uh, so around. what I am trying to say is that it, it need not be just the power structure. But the ecosystem drives certain ideologies. Uh, the ecosystem drives certain ways of thinking in people. And people may not realize that, you know, what they are doing goes against morality that precedes constitutional morality and which actually exists, right. unlike constitutional morality. Right. So that could be one of the reasons why, you know, you have on power structures on one hand and ideology on the other and they come together and just wreak havoc. Just a portfolio of something. Yeah. Twisted. <laughs> Twisted it is. Twisted. Right. Thank you very much, Bhavish, for all your time. I guess uh, we, we might have to catch up sometime Definitely. again, okay? Absolutely. Thank Would you for to. watching. P Gurus, uh, if you like this uh, video, please like and share as well as subscribe to our channel. Thank you. Namaste.